This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. This is episode 11 of Radiant Reflections. We're continuing a behind-the-scenes look at the pastoral staff at Radiant Life Church. We'll learn more about how each of us were called into the ministry and, again, some of the misnomers surrounding what it means to be a pastor and what we actually do all day. Here's Josh, Brandon, Ryan, and myself, Josh Brown. So, hey, it's Josh Harriman here with another episode. This is episode 11 of Radiant Reflections. This is... This is part two of our behind-the-scenes sessions with pastors. Uh, so we, we kicked this off with the last episode, trying to kind of get a feel for uh, how each of us here, again, it's, it's myself, Pastor Ryan Bibb, Pastor Josh Brown. Pastor I think the Brandon analogy Kinsey. was how is the sausage made? Isn't that what he said? It, it's kind of how the sausage is yeah. made. Uh, so we're going to continue that conversation now. Um, so if you didn't hear the first part, uh, go ahead and listen to episode 10 or watch episode 10 and, and you'll be all up to date on where the sausage currently is. <laughs> so we're not going to actually have any sausage? No, no but it, makes, it really makes me hungry. Actually, I want chicken wings. Chicken wings sound no, really good. Josh, tomorrow there will be brisket, smoked brisket for dinner. Nice. Just so you know. Are we going to see? It how is you getting make that? towards lunchtime right now, so that's I'm why we're probably in malls. Like Are there any tacos? Yeah, it's like 11:20 or something. So tacos. Oh, which I didn't start my timer here. We don't want to do talk for like 100 minutes. Um, so hey, so this is this is uh, episode 11, uh, continuing our conversation with uh, the pastors here at Radiant Life, um, and and we hit a little bit on this, uh, Kinsey, especially you when you were talking about kind of your journey. To being a pastor. So, so I want to start with a question. Well, a statement and then a question. Many associate pastor, you know, that, that, that word, that title, that role with church world, right? Like, oh, a pastor is somebody who works in a church. But can you be a pastor if you work in an office? Can you be a pastor if you work in a factory? Can you be a stay-at-home parent and be a pastor? <laughs> is, is that something that is... Uh, limited. Is anybody else excited about this question? Church ministry. <laughs> what do you, and you what get do you guys to go think? first, right? What do you guys think? I'm eating a cookie. <laughs> if I didn't hear if, you. What? If you're not watching the video version of this, uh, Brandon has a ginormous cookie. Cake, cake cookie is what we decided. It's like no, it's, it's like three delicious. quarters of an inch thick. That thing is like a. It, yeah, boss. I think he knew you were going to ask the question first towards he him. Like so he needs to crammed shove in his mouth. something exactly. in his mouth so he doesn't have to go first. You guys keep rambling. I'm almost done with my cookie, so keep going. Right. So, yeah, so so is, is pastor something that is limited to church world, to full-time ministry, or? If you're excited about it, go after it. Man. I think Kinsey hit the nail on the head in episode 10, you know, when he talked about his heart and function and what he was doing not only at work. So... Here's my answer. My answer is no. It's not limited to the church in scope and function. But the calling and anointing and administration of a pastor is definitely something that the church has to be a part of. Because there's a laying on of hands. I mean, from the first century church on, we see that a group of elders, a group of leaders in the church who were, you know, Timothy talks about, they're a one-woman man. They're not given to drink. They're not uh, greedy for money. Uh, they proved themselves, and then there were other leaders who would literally commission them into ministry. So 
I think unofficially, anyone can pastor and shepherd people around them in any capacity. Uh, but officially in a church, there does need to be, and I think a pastor needs to have some kind of education. I think you need to be able to, to have applied yourself in some way towards studying the Bible, knowing especially languages, I mean, especially Greek and Hebrew, you know, to stand before the people of God and say, I'm going to tell you what I think God in heaven says about this in his word, not knowing culture, background. Um, I, I think that's important. I really do. I'm a high school dropout. Me too. Well, I wasn't a dropout. I got kicked out, but get a GED. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually did it twice. Dropped out or yeah. got your GED twice? No. Okay. Did that once. Yeah. Nice. Oh, what do you guys think? Ryan's thinking. His head hurts you so can't, bad. You thinking. can't see that through the microphone right now. That <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I mean, I agree with what JB said. Um, it's there, there is there's something special about the role of a pastor within the church. But um, if you take it by just its word of shepherding, man, you can shepherd someone anywhere. Mm-hmm. From your job to your home to the to the restaurant to your gym that you go to, you can shepherd people. And so for, but you know, culture has it where you hear the word pastor, you automatically assume it's, it's the church. Yeah, yeah. So what kept going through my head when you guys both just shared is discipleship, disciple makers, right? Like we're all called to be disciple makers. You know, I think there may be, careful how I say this. I don't want to say that a pastor is above everybody, but at the same time they are guiding and directing uh, sort of thing. Um, I don't know if that made the cut in the last episode that we recorded because we had that malfunction in episode 10. It wasn't a malfunction. It was a mistake. Just call it what it was. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you the, out the on that. The engineer forgot to turn up the fader. Uh I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. No, it was so honestly, now that you said that, I can't remember if that was in take one that ended up getting scrapped, where we talked about this idea that, you know, pastors, we call them a shepherd, but we're also sheep. Yes. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where did. I was going. We did an episode 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that made the, that yes. made the cut, cut. Yeah, it's that whole Paul-Timothy thing. Like, we should have a Paul in our life, but we should also have a Timothy in our life. And you don't need to be a pastor in order to go do that took me several years to figure that out. And so then I just, I had people pouring into me, but it's like, hey, wait, Jesus has put this expectation on me that I need to be going to do this with other people. Did I screw up along the way? I'm sure I absolutely did. Maybe that was some of the rumors that Ryan heard up in <laughs> burnups. You know, uh, I will say, what's the word? Remember, I told you about Brandon. He's a, he's a wild man. Wild man. Wild man. Yeah, you did say that. Wild man. <laughs> he, he wore Look at his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So, like, but I'm just trying to overflow what I learn. And not that I have it all figured out or perfected by any means. Uh, I'm just trying to overflow what I have learned. Um, but I also keep growing along the way. It's not like you get to this certain level and then now you just, like, we constantly grow in these levels to constantly overflow. Uh, and I think our influence grows along with that. I mean, it does go with the anointing. Holy Spirit 
has to guide and direct that whole thing, and we need to be... It's his calling. Yeah, and we have to be obedient to his calling, right? Well, like we said in the last episode, like I was trying to be obedient to Holy Spirit saying, call Ryan. Dude, that was scary as all get out. I didn't know who he was, sort of thing. Which is really funny, side note. I actually volunteered in youth ministry for about five <laughs> We've months. We've had a couple of conversations with him, yeah, and he, he didn't, didn't know remember me. you. Seriously, yeah. that must that have awesome? been some smoky times or something there. Buddy. I think the fog was still clearing out. Gotcha. Yeah, not that I was uh, enabling fog. Let's just be clear yeah. on that. Residual fo- fog. Residual. Thank yeah. you. That's yes. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, hey, and I want to. Uh, so all all four of us. Our parents. So I do, I do want to draw attention to that aspect, right? Because mm-hmm. parents, and so this is maybe a challenge to some of the parents that are listening, right? Uh, in a sense, parents uh, are all called to be a shepherd mm-hmm. to their kids, right? Sometimes you, you get parents that, hey, I'm going to drop my kids off to kid ministry. I'm going to drop them off to student mm-hmm. ministry. Uh, but parents are the primary spiritual influencer in the lives of their children, so, so I do think there's maybe a little bit more weight on that role. As Absolutely. A, as a, a pastoral role than maybe with some other chaps. We've got to disciple our kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there is that perception no, that... No, you don't. What? That's why the church hires kids director and <laughs> I just drop exactly them off to was. kids ministry. <laughs> yes. Right. Amy, you do an amazing job. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Parents, you have way more time with your kids than this church does. You probably and not, have a not, stat off the top just of your head, in, don't you? Not just in COVID-19. Right. I mean, just in general. 167 I mean, hours. Right. And I we mean, may have them maybe, on average, one hour a week. One or two if they come on Sunday two morning and Wednesday yeah, night. Right. You know, so, so two hours a week out of the, out of the 168. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but parents, man, there's some great material. There's, a, there's an organization called Orange, uh, and they've got it all figured out. Like, from the time your kid is born to the time they graduate from high school, you have like 986 weeks with your kid, right? And, mm. and of that, like maybe your, your kids' ministry peeps or your youth ministry peeps, you know, we get an hour e- each of those weeks. Right. Maybe if your kid comes to, <laughs> comes to those things. Right. Man, and you just, your opportunity to influence and direct your kids spiritually is, is huge. Right. But a lot of us are, are... And you don't need to be a quote-unquote pastor to be able to do that. Right, and you don't have to have all the answers. Right. You, don't, you don't have to have a, a degree in theology. Right. You, know, you don't need your MDiv to like raise your kids to love Because I think I, this is my perception. I'd be curious. I'm totally taking over right now. I have a question for all you guys. <laughs> how you in roll, typical bro. Kinsey fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wild man. I'm going rogue. On the Enneagram, uh, Kinsey's an eight. He's a challenger. I'm a challenger. He's a, he's yeah. So, uh, never mind. Holy Spirit blocked it. I can't remember what the Good. question was. <laughs> Next question, Josh. <laughs> all right. So. So I, it's this gonna one's, come to me though. This one's, oh, this whoa, one's uh, the Holy Spirit's blocking. It's not coming. That's right. If he's blocking it, don't try to get it back. So Lord Paul wrote you. this in Ephesians four, verse eleven. <laughs> he says, "Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church: the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers." Okay, so so five different kind of roles or titles or offices. What is the difference or and or overlap with those different things? And, and do each of you see yourself as one of those things more than the others? What? You're grinning <laughs> ear to ear over there. So this is just what's called this the five-fold ministry right here. That's typically what it's called. The five-fold ministry. Again, it's a prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, shepherd. 
So I'm going to let you guys go first, as a good leader does. You just <laughs> bust out this term it. called fivefold ministry, and you're not going to unpack that? Well, it's, it's because just there are what five. I just there unpacked there, them. There there I, five I them. read you, you the just, five. That's oh, what it's typically fault, called, is the fivefold ministry. Let's go, Grins. <laughs> I think uh, a pastor has to have elements of all of these characteristics and all of these giftings. But what you'll find in a lot of people, they'll, they'll have a very specific gifting a very specific, a heavier anointing or a heavier calling in one of those fivefold areas. Mm-hmm. I find, Josh, that it's actually more helpful to have other people tell me which one they see. Mm. So I'll do that for you guys. <laughs> oh, I that's, see that's Ryan. why he was grinning. Yeah, Good thing I'm sitting down. I see Ryan. <laughs> he's, he's been waiting for this question all morning. Uh, and, he, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong about this. You think about our, our lead pastor, Ryan. This is easy. What's his heartbeat? Oh, see, now, Lost see, people. Ah, what see, is that? I would have gone another Lost direction. People. No, it no. is. It's evangelism. So that's yes. interesting because I, if I he's were going to like pick one of the five for Ryan, I would say teacher. See, I would say evangelist. I, would say, I personally would say teacher than evangelist. But it's interesting that you say evangelist because yeah. of the heart. I mean, and he does. I mean, for it's, those those of yeah. you that are not super familiar with with Radiant Life Church, uh, I mean, our our desire is to echo the heartbeat of Jesus, where he says, "This Son of Man came to seek and save the lost." Right. Yeah. That is our heartbeat as a church. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and so yeah, I guess when you put it Think that about way, the main and, vein and, of your and teaching, who's though. and who's driving the bus on that is is yeah. Ryan. Uh, I'm. The main is, vein of his teaching is evangelism. Sure. That's why I, he's not only evangelist like in, in heart and direction and vision for the church, but when he does uh, function in the gift of teaching, evangelism is the highway he's, he's r- running on. So in a sense, Every that's message. Fair. That's, that's fair. So he has I the gift it. of teaching, and it's leveraged in an evangelistic Absolutely. manner. Mm. Yep. All right, continue on. Go Josh, huh. you're I a like shepherd. This. Josh, you're, huh. you're a shepherd. Yeah, you, God has made you to one. be a family pastor. You love and listen, I think, better than a lot of people do. And you're good, good on listener. the, I've always said, you're good on the one-on-one yes. stuff. That's where you thrive yeah. in your shape, is that one-on-one shepherding stuff. But you also have a deep heart for outreach. You also mm-hmm. have a heart to see people in other countries, come to know Jesus. I, I see that. I see evangelism in you as well. Brandon, I see a prophetic gift in Brandon because he's calling people to come closer to Jesus. Discipling is a prophetic gift. It's you're mm. here. Here's where you are. Here's where God is. Come over here where God is. It's a calling and a speaking forth of the word of God. Mm. Which maybe we need to uh, define for people because, you know, again, a lot of us think prophets or prophecy. Yeah. And, and we have this idea that this is like, oh, like Elijah. I see the future. Yeah. 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 Right. No, that's, like, it's so, good so, to dis- so when we say word. prophet, yeah. like what are they talking mm. about there? Right. And JB, you just hit on a little bit, but just unpack that a little bit more yeah, and, and even in in the first covenant prophecy is understood not only as speaking about future events but it actually is just the meaning of speaking forth the word of god so the word of god would come to a prophet like elijah and he would tell elijah this is going to happen here here and here elijah would speak forth the word of god anytime a person is teaching the word of god they're also functioning in a gift of prophecy always teaching and prophecy are hand in glove you'll never find one without the other they're always together. So as you're, as you're teaching the word, you're also prophesying. Now, there's, there are other gifts of prophecy that's not just um, speaking forth the word of God. I still think people can, can have a word of knowledge and prophetically know something about a future event uh, 
and be which I mean, which you, right. you see play out in scripture. You, you know do. What I mean, I mean, you've mm-hmm. got. But I think know, it's today. Right, right, right. But I'm saying, yes. I mean, so again, that 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 kind of two two aspects of that of that gift. Yeah. Still, you know, they played out that way in scripture, and they still play out yeah. Yeah, that way today. But when mm. you're talking about Kinsey, yeah. You know, you're talking about that. Hey, calling people back to God because oh, his heartbeats to to see people get closer to Jesus. You know, through the Old yeah. Testament, you've got you've got prophets, you have priests. The priests yes. are the uh, they're the in a sense the mouthpiece for the people to God. Prophets bring the message the other way. They've got yes. the message from God to the people. Yeah. So you've got this, mm. you know, multiple and the uh, king rules administratively. The prophet priest king model of I, I don't know where this falls in Wesleyan. <laughs> Doctrine and stuff, but I love the prophet priest king model. It's it's an amazing um, it's an amazing thing because you you'll find different people who are strong in certain areas. Uh, and when you get them all together, thing powerhouse, good things, good things happen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do you what do you guys think about JB? Uh, he's <laughs> got my gears turning here. Um, See, because I, I would definitely say you, you have the, a pastoral, a heavy pastoral element. You, know, just, you see it in the way that you, you lead your team, right? I mean, so one of the teams that you lead is the worship team, right? I mean, and just the way that you invest in them and, and you, know, you take great care to guide them spiritually. That, that, hey, this isn't just us getting on stage and playing some songs. Uh, you try to cultivate within them and, and lead them to where they can they're leading in worship because they're actually worshiping. I don't. I don't know if that makes. I don't know if that makes sense. I would. I would see that as as more of that pastoral or shepherd kind of. It makes sense when you say it because yeah. yeah. I mean, you treat the like you you physically feed the worship team, <laughs> but you also feed them spiritually. I know that you do devotions together and you guys pray together. I. I, I mean, I see that uh, playing out in that. Yeah, I would have jumped on that. I would have pinned him there too. Not pinned him. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I, I I'd have to really people. pray about that. Um, Where do you see yourself? Yeah, I, I it and as a younger pastor, I would have had a hard time saying that. But I I do. Yeah. I'm called to pastor. Yep. God has made me yep. to pastor, um, in whatever capacity that that's supposed to be. Yeah. Right now, it's pastoring a team of musicians. Hmm. So the interesting to. <clears throat> two things. Number one, it would be interesting as, as you that are watching or listening, think about prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, shepherd, where you think you would land just personally, because it's interesting to, um, we had a group of people do this and take, not, I don't want to call it assessment. You Strength finders? Well, it is. Well, it's it's through, something uh, the that, 3DM, the yeah, they, we, they did that and it was interesting. A great conversation. So as listeners uh, and watchers, it'd be interesting to see where you guys think your gifting may fall. But um, I'm going to ask a question pertaining to this five-fold ministry is, have you guys ever experienced a shift, a season, where one of those? Because for me, I'll, I'll be honest, 10 years ago, I would not, and if you guys knew me 10 years ago, there's no way you would say Ryan was an evangelist. Hmm. I did not operate that way 10 years interesting. ago. No way. Did I operate that 10 years ago? So have we seen a shift? I mean, maybe it was always there, obviously. The gifting was always there, but I didn't operate out of it. Or it didn't come, the fruit, or living into mm. that. Well, because 10, 10 some odd years ago, I, I was doing kids' ministry. Um, I didn't, op- 
Now, maybe it did when I, I, I evolved into the teaching pastor role and I realized, ah, like, this is what I actually really like to do. I love kids, but enough of kids also at the same time. And then operating in that role. But when I operated kids ministry, I definitely, I, I personally would not say I was functioning in that role particular. So are there seasons where God has you here working out of this? Because like JB, you said at the beginning, yeah, as a pastor, honestly, we function all of those. We function out of one stronger than the others. But um, yeah, I was just curious, is there, does it flow based on where we are, the season of life we're in, the ministry we're leading and doing? I mean, I'd like to think so, because I just don't want to box God in. But, I mean, I'm a relatively new believer, too. You know, I accepted Jesus in 2006. So I feel like I'm still pretty green behind the ears, so to speak. I I feel like the last, I don't know, especially five years, and just some of the circumstances that I've gone through, no, more than five years, probably seven i feel like god has just been refining me like you said use the analogy of fruit i think i've been growing like crazy and now they're starting to be some blossoms on the vine so to speak i think maturity has a lot to yeah, do yeah maturity is probably a better way to yeah. put it but i mean in jb and you mentioned early on right you think in in some way we all need to have some of all five yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, and so so maybe it's more an issue of you know whether whether we're like oh hey well I'm gonna leverage this. Maybe it's more a matter of whatever one of those God needs to manifest in us. Circumstantial. In a circumstance, that's mm-hmm. what's gonna yeah. that's gonna manifest. Well, think about what you were saying earlier about parenting. I think it comes full circle. Like, I had kids who had leather bottoms, right? <laughs> they were not persuaded as easily. And they then I have they others. Didn't, they didn't need to stick the baseball mitt in there. No. <laughs> no, and I had other kids. Well, you guys know my kids. My, Ian was the most pragmatic baby. Like, he would not do dangerous things. He could look, and you would see him calculate. Like, that's dangerous. I'm not going to leap off of that. Micah will climb He's up. jumping. <laughs> he will climb up the heights and leap off of stuff. No consequences in his mind whatsoever. So... <laughs> You know, the, the fivefold gifting with each of my children oh. is so different. Like huh. like how I shepherd and pastor my kids, totally different, you know, from uh, from child to child. Um, and even, guys, for those that have been married for a while, I think I've learned how to shepherd and pastor my wife better over time. You know, because when, when we were first married, it was like, <laughs> you yeah. know, flexing your muscles, kind of, kind of. I'm the boss of the house, and then you begin to learn. It's like, man, that's that's not how Jesus treats me. Yeah. He doesn't shepherd exactly. me that way. He doesn't pastor me that way. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. So I think it's. I think I think you're dead on, Josh. It's 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 circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into something that might be a little bit more humorous, right? What are some some stereotypes? Or <laughs> this is a good question. Josh. Or misconceptions about pastors that you guys have heard, or that maybe that frustrate you? Can we all say it at the same time? Can we all do we it? We all <laughs> play golf all day. Yeah, right. Yes. That's what they all say. You guys golf all day. You work one uh, you only day a work week. Work one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
If we, like, I'll tell you what. If, I'll tell you, I'm tired of hearing that. If pastors like, oh had goodness. a dollar for every time <laughs> that that we heard pastors that. Pastors would finally be rich? There would be, be some rich <laughs> pastors. So I got a funny story with that. So I, I used to be that jerk face. Uh, Surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, to Steve Bean, we mentioned Steve Bean, right? Like I used to just joke because I like to joke around. And like, oh, come on, man. You only work one day a week. You can fit it in here. Uh, or if you can fit me in on your one day of the week sort of thing. And then I started serving over in Wisconsin. I called him <laughs> within the first month, and I apologized. Like, dude, I am so sorry. He, he was very gracious. but yeah. What is a 40-hour week, honestly? Right? <laughs> right, That's yeah. not real. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, one of the things, yeah. though, too, especially within our job, of the misconception of you only – I don't know if it's rather a misconception or a stereotype. It's, I, I think it's more of just joking with people, you know, the, the whole pastors work one out one day a week or whatever. But the hard thing, honestly, is, um, you know, we're technically on call all the time. Mm. Like I've gotten that phone call before at 1230 at night because someone wants to go shoot another person. Like, that's hard. Or someone passed away. Someone passed away. And, yeah. you know, or also you're taking off your, what you deemed as a family night, and now you're making a hospital trip, and you um, did not plan for that, right? And all of a sudden, now you're up there trying to minister to a family that's going to be grieving because this person will pass away. It's super difficult. It's um, a lot of sacrifice. It's a ton of sacrifice. And I want to shout out to all of our families because our wives and our kids, because they go through a lot. And um, I don't know if you're an average person who um, doesn't understand the pastoral world that we, the four of us, live into, um, understand the sacrifice that's actually on our family mm. and what we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just brought it real. No, 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 that's fine. Other misconceptions. That's fine. Yeah, so what, what are some other misconceptions or stereotypes? I think a big one is like, we know everything that the Bible has to say. Oh, jeez. And, like, we have an answer for yep. for everything. It's like, I'm just trying to survive, man. <laughs> right. I know a few, th Paquito, right? I know a few things, but right. I cannot, uh, I can't be a true covenantal priest. I'm not standing in the gap for you. I'm not padre. I'm not father. I'm a pastor, but I'm just like you. I need Jesus all day, every day. Fellowship? Yes. Fellowship? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was huge for me is, uh, you know, it, growing up in my childhood, I grew up in a very traditional church where the, there was a priest, they wore a robe, just very formal sort of thing. Um, and I totally put him up on a pedestal thinking he was just this holy person. Um, and then I kind of lived life my own way. And then I came into, you know, a relationship with Jesus and my first pastor, who was really shepherding me, um, broke all of those stereotypes. And he's like, dude, I struggle with the same stuff you struggle with sort of thing. It's like, really? Like, I seriously thought, like, oh, no, you don't have those same temptations. Or you, you don't, like, you don't have sin in your life that you need to repent from. Like, like I struggle just as much as any other person does. Um, I try to be transparent about it to break those barriers Maybe that's what makes me the wild guy. I don't know. But, I mean, you guys are transparent, too. It's not like, but it, it just, yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> also a to... misconception is that it, it's the holy, the holy man 
up front, right? right? They've got the perfect family. You guys, your marriage never gets into an argument. I mean, I remember probably a, two years ago, my wife and I were meeting with another couple. I was having marriage issues, and they're like, I know we're going to try our best to explain because you guys probably don't experience this. And I'm like, <laughs> my wife has to live with me. Trust me, we experience this stuff. Like, and they're like, seriously? We're like, yes, Like, our marriage is not perfect. Of course we have moments of disagreement and argument happens. Absolutely. You know, and so you probably don't ever get in a fight on a Saturday, do you? <laughs> She's, uh, I mean, my wife, if she was on this podcast right now, would tell you like Saturday nights are like, are the enemy's going to attack? It's going to happen. Right oh, there. man. Every time I teach that week, Amy and I, it's like, why are, yep. why are we so impatient with one another? And why are we fighting about this? And I thought it was the, the plumbing demons. <laughs> <laughs> the plumbing demons. <laughs> the worst is when you're on your marriage most, topic. Yeah. You're you got to teach on oh, marriage. Oh jeez, yeah. And now you're on stage on yeah. Sunday morning, and you just had one of your big I'm gonna blow out arguments or whatever right. the previous night, Intense and now you got to get on and teach it. And <laughs> you know, not only you're teaching it, but you're teaching it to yourself. I think yeah. I always got to remind, remind, like, I'm not telling. We're not going and teaching God's word to people as like um. We've perfected this thing already. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Oh, the, we're not. God the is using on, that. Hey, like I've yeah. fixed every area of my life. Here's what you should do. God's Five using that steps. right now in my own life. Like, right. oh, like, yeah. Misconceptions. The holy man. What else? What are some other stereotypes that you guys have? Well, okay. So before becoming a pastor, did you have any stereotypes that, like, when you thought of a pastor? Oh yeah, I thought they had it all together. I mean, that's the biggest one. Um, I thought they yeah, had a boring yeah. job. Like how boring to be a pastor? Maybe just because I growing up in church, I thought church was boring. I don't know, so I assumed <laughs> yeah. it must be a boring job. It, what do you sit in your office and read the Bible for eight hours a day? Like, That's a great you? misconception too. Don't you? All you do is read the Bible every day. No. Oh, you guys don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, because JB, it came up was this episode, the last episode. You talked about like part of your pastoral role was like taking care of the boiler. Yes. Right? I mean <laughs> I was a building administrator. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes maybe the, the stereotype is oh like all you do guys do is like talk to people about Jesus. It's like, oh my goodness, like if you could count yeah. the number of hats that I, I mean we're I've we're fixed four guys. the urinal and mopped the floor. And if yeah. you that's yeah. right. We painted uh, walls. Painted walls. Changed diapers. I, was, Changed uh, I mowed for six hours just the other day. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of different hats. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different hats. I think a pastor has to be flexible to do whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know, get in the trenches and do whatever has to be done. I came in the other day. He won't tell you this, but Ryan was in the back swinging a hammer, uh, framing up some walls with our lead trustee because we need to get our broadcast room done. Right. Yep. So, yeah, we just do whatever I guess we have to do to make God's vision. Not not happen. to be super spiritual but i think we're all convicted i'm making this assumption that we're all convicted that we're just supposed to serve Mm -hmm. jesus served his disciples right he washed their feet he humbled himself so i don't feel like like i'm not above being able to mop up the floor because the toilet overflowed or something or to mow the grass um and, and at the same time that is a humbling thing to be in, but I think we're we're supposed to be in a posture 
of humility as well. So that's a good danger sign too. You know, if you encounter a person oh, in yeah. leadership or a pastoral role who's unwilling to get dirty and yeah. dig a hole or run a jackhammer or do what needs to be done, that, oh, there, there's somebody else who can do that. That's there's right. so, rah, rah. Then you know. Isn't yeah. that why we have... That, yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. someone who's exalted themselves and, and probably will be humbled before too long. But yeah, having that heart to just, yeah, I'm going to wash feet today. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever. Um if if serving is below you, then leadership is above you. Ooh. That's, that's tweetable. Tweet, you can't yeah. drop Where's my mics? phone? On a, <laughs> that's a, and dropping mics that damages yeah, them. I'm bad. totally I'm tweeting that right now. That. <laughs> and, and along with that, though, right, this idea that sometimes you think, oh, well, hey, like, that's not in my job description. <laughs> like, there's, there's, not, there's not room for that type of attitude. I mean, we have, I mean, compared to some churches, we have a fairly large large staff but yeah. i mean still like and i think every team member is is somebody who would say oh hey well this needs to be done. i'll jump in and do that like we don't say oh well hey i do, i do student ministries so this isn't students ministries you know I, i'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole it's like no hey you know what we're a we're a team yeah. the church the the goal is that the church the the church of jesus will accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish and it's kind of an all hands on deck all the time i remember um, maybe two, three years ago, probably three years ago, I had the, a Sunday off. I don't know. Some one of you guys were, were was doing the teaching, the message that morning, and I think we didn't have anyone back in the kids' mint. And I told Amy, I think at the time it was Amy, maybe not someone else. I said, "Hey, I'll do it." So I actually one Sunday morning went in the back and taught the kids because it needed to be done. It's awesome. I'll do it. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Again, bring them heaven. Let's go. There's a job to be done. I'll roll up my sleeves. Let's go do it. Good stuff. Well, hey, in closing, anything that you guys have, like uh, something, and we hit on a few of them, but anything about being a pastor that you think would surprise people just as we, as we close out this episode? Uh, can I say one thing? It's on my yes. heart right now. Yes. We have time for people. What I mean by that is um, I want everyone to know that you are not wasting our time. Mm. When you want to meet with us, I often hear people say, I'm sorry, you, I, you probably don't have time to meet with me. I do. I will make time to meet with you. So I, I, they just have to know that we will make time, and they matter to us. Yes, our, our schedules can be busy, um, but that's also meaning we're meeting with people, and it's okay to set up an appointment to talk to one of us as pastors. I don't know who this is for, but I, th I think someone might be listening that God's calling them yeah. into this more. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, that you would be obedient to God's whispers in your, in your heart of hearts right now. There's been something that has been said here today um, that is just stirring within you and you feel unsettled. And I just pray that you would take that small little step forward and, and, and pursue it. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a conversation with uh, somebody here, but I, I just pray that you, you would step into that and, and just be obedient. Which couple of resources? We've already mentioned the book Dangerous Calling by Paul David Tripp. Another yeah. one is uh, uh, Keith Drury wrote the book uh, The Call of a Lifetime. Uh, that one was something that I read 
leading into what became, again, me being full-time in church ministry. Yeah. So a couple of resources for you to check out if Holy Spirit's pricking your heart as, as Brandon is talking. So, JB, anything else you want to say before we close out this episode? No. No. Yeah. I'm thankful to be here. It's All fun right. times, man. Rock and roll. Yeah, it's fun. It's a it great calling, lunch. man. It's a great calling, being a pastor. <laughs> yeah. It's a blessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us for episode 11 of the Radiant Reflections Podcast of Radiant Life Church. Like, share, rate, subscribe, just to stay connected with as we put out more content. Uh, and again, uh, not necessarily always with, with the pastors, but look forward to more behind-the-scenes episodes uh, in the near future. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.